episode 21, How to Overcome Your Fear. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I have lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Super great to read that when it's on an Instagram meme and we want to be inspired, but not always easy to put into action, is it? During our lifetime, you and I are all going to face a moment where we have to put our butt on the line and we have to do something that scares us if we're serious about getting to the next level in our career, our relationships, our finances, and our health. But for many people, the fear can be overwhelming and paralyzing. And that is my intention during this episode today is to give you some practical strategies to keep you taking courageous action in the face of your biggest fears. Hello and welcome back to Life Amplified. First of all, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. You made the month of March our most listened to month to date here on the podcast. In fact, we doubled our listenership from February to March. So that says to me that A, you're getting tremendous value out of these episodes and that is why I'm here every week is to serve you. So I'm so happy to know that. And it also tells me that you're sharing this content with the friends and family that you love most. So for that. I am so grateful. I wish I could give you a hug or at least a fist bump, but since I can't, how about I just give you some actionable steps that will move you forward in your life? Because at some point, we've all got to face our greatest fears. And this topic recently came up for me while I was visiting my friends at the Elvis Duran show because they were doing a topic on the air where they realized about 85% of their listeners who responded to a poll were going to work every day at a job that they hated. Just going through the motions at a job that they're not invested in and everybody in the room was so shocked by that statistic except for me because this is the world that I live in every day as a life transition coach but it also matches up with the global statistics about employee engagement that we see from the Gallup organization and as they were talking about how do you really make a change how do you take a chance the discussion of fear came up and of course it always goes back to money when you're talking about people they were saying well god if you're a parent you have kids I mean how do you really do what you love and support your family. And guys, look, I don't even have a family that I support, but I've been there. I understand the story that we tell ourselves about money and how we make that real. But guys, I can tell you, having gone through this journey myself, having left a mind-numbing job that wasn't serving me anymore, having made the scary decisions, it's never really about money. It's not. You know, a lot of times money is an easy thing to focus on because we can look at our bank statement and figure out what that means to us. We either believe that we have enough or we don't. We're either abundant or we're not. But what I found is a lot of times that money story is an easy excuse to cover up the deeper emotional content that's under the fear. Because on some level, if you take everything that you're scared of, and we've got a billion stories about what we're afraid of in our life. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of disappointing our families but you take every fear that you have and you can boil it down to two ideas. Number one, I suck. (laughs) I'm not enough. 
on some level, we believe we're not smart enough, we're not resourceful enough, we're not creative enough, talented enough, attractive enough, young enough, old enough. And then that gets us to the second belief, which is if I suck, nobody will love me. You know, so that is really the boogeyman in the closet that we're dealing with today. But here is my intention for the episode. I want to help you understand fear from a scientific perspective and tell you what neuroscience has proven are the only two real fears that you and I are born with. And they're not the ones that you're thinking about. You're going to be surprised to hear this information. And then number two, we're going to talk about all these other fears that we have and how they're really just a product of our conditioning in childhood. A lot of times you and I are carrying fears that don't even belong to us. They were things that belonged to our parents or belonged to a person at our church or at our school. And we have just been gifted it by people who don't know better. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what are the behavior patterns that will sabotage you from living your purpose when you allow yourself to be paralyzed by fear. And then I'm going to offer you up some key mindset shifts to help you get unstuck and start taking courageous action today. So let's dive in and do this. It is Fear Week on Life Amplified. Thank you for being here. A group of scientists in 1960 did a fascinating study where they took babies between the ages of 6 months and 14 months old and they also took some baby animals and what they did is they put them up on a highly elevated wooden platform and at the edge of that wooden platform they built a second platform that connected to it and that one was made out of plexiglass so you could actually see the drop off of everything below you. Think of it as sort of what is the building that is the tourist trap in Chicago where everybody always takes the photo where it's the glass structure that goes out, protrudes out from the building and you can see down at the city. That's pretty much what they created in 1960. And wouldn't you know it that the overwhelming majority of the subjects, both human and animal, went right up to the edge of the wooden platform until they could see off the virtual cliffs, so to speak, at what was below them, and they never ventured out onto the plexiglass platform. And what the scientists discovered is that an innate fear that you and I are born with is the fear of falling. Makes sense to some degree. It's related to our survival if we're falling from a high enough distance, but that is a real fear that you and I are born with. The only other fear that science can tell us is innate to who we are is the fear of loud noises. Have you ever been across the street from a construction site and you hear like a loud bang goes off because one of those heavy metal beams gets dropped? Or, you know, God forbid you've been in a place where there was an explosion close by. You have an automatic response where you duck your head. And what they figured out is that circuitry is wired into the brain. It's a protection mechanism. There's that instantaneous response where we want to duck and cover and look out for our own self-preservation. But according to science, those are the only two fears that are real, that we're born with. So why is it those are typically the two fears that scare us the least in our day-to-day life? Think of all the fears that you and I have on a daily basis, both the big ones, fear of rejection, fear of not being loved, but even the small fears on a daily basis. Fear of the dark, fear of spiders. My big fear, by the way, and this has been going on since childhood, the movie Gremlins. I know that sounds ridiculous, right? Because it was kind of like a PG-rated movie. But when I was a kid, I always had nightmares about that movie. And if it's on TBS at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, I still get uncomfortable. 
when it comes on. And that actually taps into why we have many fears. It's a product of childhood conditioning. So we really want to get clear on the environment and the context of the things that we're afraid of. Another big fear for me, for instance, is snakes. Now, there are many people who love snakes. They keep them as pets in their room. I don't know why you do that. If that's your thing, God love you. Meanwhile, there are other people who were afraid of spiders, and I could care less if I saw a spider in the room. Why is that? It's a really good time to get curious because when you think of this from a scientific perspective, if it's a product of our conditioning, we have to think, what are our earliest memories of the thing that we're afraid of? When I think of snakes, for instance, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I grew up in a very fundamentalist Christian religious home, and there's a lot of imagery about snakes, especially in the book of Genesis with the talking snake in the Garden of Eden. So somehow the snake has been associated to sin and been associated to the devil, and it's got me curious. I'm like, well, I wonder if that is why I'm scared of snakes, because I've never been attacked by one. There's no rational reason why I should be afraid. And by the way, quick side note on this, that is another thing we need to talk about with fear, because sometimes the fear can be by association. Think of a military service person who's overseas, and there's an explosive device hidden in a shopping bag. Well, they can come home and suffer PTSD and be triggered if they see a shopping bag, because the brain has now made an association that every shopping bag is hiding an explosive device. So there are times when there is a serious trauma involved that can make us afraid, but many of the things that we're afraid of are just a product of our conditioning. And we did a whole episode on this about five or six episodes back about money mindset. So if you're a person who is letting financial fears keep you paralyzed from leaving a job you hate or writing the book that you want or putting your great work out into the world, it's another chance to get curious. What are the beliefs that you have about money and what were your family's beliefs? What did you hear growing up as a child? Did you grow up in a home where the family went paycheck to paycheck and you didn't know where the next meal was coming from and there was a big feeling of scarcity around money? Because a lot of times that will inform the fear that you have. So the fear is not really real. It was given to you by people who don't know better. And when you think about it, financial fear has been passed down generationally. Many of us listening right now had grandparents who lived through the Great Depression. You know, finances were a real fear at that point when people were just scraping by. But as the economy improved and America became wealthier, all of a sudden, our grandparents passed those fears of scarcity down to our parents, and many times it's been given to us in return. So the money fear is not a real life-threatening fear. Of course, you need to be able to pay your rent if you're going to make a job transition or if you're going to start your own business, but it doesn't mean you need to stay in the job you're in. It just means you need to find another way to earn income. You can use the gifts and the skills that are inherent to you that were given to you by your creator to serve other people and you can definitely earn a living using those skills. If you're a person who's scared of going deeper in relationships or being vulnerable, you have to get clear what are the messages that you might have picked up from your family growing up. Many people raised by a single parent were always told by the bitter parent, well you can't trust men or all women are out to take advantage of you and somehow those beliefs get absorbed. We pick them up by osmosis even though we weren't born with them inherently. We just learned them from the people around us. There's a great book, by the way, that I would highly recommend. It's one of the first self-development books I ever read, and it kind of changed my life in my 20s. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The premise of the book is that any time that somebody tells you something and you take it on as your belief, you've made an agreement with it. But according to Don Miguel Ruiz, 99% of the belief systems that you and I carry as adults aren't really 
really ours. They were things that were told to us by parents, by teachers, by pastors at our church, and we've just taken on everybody else's beliefs. So the whole point of the book is unlearning everything that you've been told and just living your life by four simple beliefs that will release you from self-judgment forever. Highly recommended book. It's an easy read. The languaging is not super woo-woo and complicated. It's written in pretty plain English, so I would recommend that you check that out. But we have to replace our certainty about our fear with a sense of curiosity. Where could this be coming from? And is it possible that this fear isn't mine? Because you didn't come out of the womb afraid of judgment of other people. That's not who you were. In fact, as a kid, your parents probably have some really embarrassing photos of you doing something ridiculous, running around with like a blanket over your shoulders, pretending it's a cape and a bucket over your head, acting like a total idiot. But you didn't care when you were four years old. Why is it that you're so worried about what people think of you now? Why do you need permission from other people before you feel like you can step forward into your purpose and do the work you're meant to do? Replace your certainty with curiosity and it could be a total game changer for you. And as we think more about the idea of fear, again, we've got a million stories about why we're stuck, right? I'm afraid I won't be supported. I'm afraid I won't make it. I'm afraid I'll fail. I'm afraid I'll look stupid to everybody. I'm afraid people will think my idea that I want to bring up is stupid. But let's get clear, there's only three fears that we've invented. Number one, there is a fear of loss. That if I make this decision that is in alignment with my spirit and my soul, that somehow it's gonna cause me pain. There will be loss. If I ask for what I need in a relationship, my partner will leave me. I'm going to appear too needy. If I leave the job I hate and I start my own business, I will go broke and die homeless behind a Walmart dumpster. If I put myself out there in a relationship and tell somebody I'm interested in them, I'll be rejected and then I'll I believe I'm going to die and become a social pariah. There's usually a fear of loss that is totally irrational. And the mindset shift that you want to make is focusing on what you could gain by making a courageous decision. Because if you're a person who feels stuck, stagnant, frustrated, overwhelmed, you pretty much know what life is going to be like every day. You have a high degree of certainty that you're going to get up, go through the motions, you're going to eat the same thing for breakfast, drive the same way to work, sit at the same cubicle that you hate, talking to coworkers that you might not even like, go home, eat the same thing for dinner, watch the same shows on Netflix, and go to bed and call it a night. So many people living the same year 75 years in a row and calling that a life. So you got to get clear on what could be gained if you make a new decision. How could you make more money thriving in work that you love if you made a decision today that you were going to start that business? What new love could be born into your life if you let go of the relationship that's like a three or four on a scale of one to ten or a relationship that's grown toxic? How could that create space for you to really find somebody who sees you and values you for who you are? So we've got to flip from the mindset of scarcity to the mindset of abundance and what will be gained. The second fear that comes up a lot for people is fear of the learning curve, right? This is always something that people tell me, well, Dan, I I really want to start a business, but I don't know how. Well, of course you don't. That's the whole point of taking on a new challenge is so that you can learn and grow and become more. Tony Robbins says it all the time. If you're not growing, you're dying. We need to be growing in our knowledge and expanding as people. This is why a lot of people hire me to be their coach. This is why people will 
people go back to get their masters and go back to grad school so that, that they can learn more and ultimately so that they can give more. But you're never going to know how to do anything the first time you try it. The job that you're doing right now that is eating away at your soul, you didn't know how to do that the first day. It was something that you learned and you became better at with repetition. You're never going to get to the next level in your life, in your career, your relationships, your health, your finances, using the same exact thoughts and the same knowledge that got you to where you are now. So the learning curve is part of the process and part of the learning curve is that you're gonna screw it up. I fail on a daily basis in learning how to market what it is that I do and putting it out there to the public. I've never failed in delivering results to my clients, but learning to be a copywriter, an online marketer, I'm still failing at those things. Go back and listen to the first couple episodes of this podcast. I failed in making like a tightly produced professional sounding podcast. Some of you are listening right now going, I'm gonna give this guy one star. I still don't think he's very professional. And that's fine. It's cool. I, I do have one star reviews on this podcast, by the way. If you look at the ratings on Apple, I have a lot more people who've given it five stars. I'm here for the people that are going to benefit from this message, not for the people who want to criticize and be in judgment. And the same holds true for you. Every day you let fear hold you back. Every day you let fear keep you stuck in that cycle of indecision and inaction. You're really just being self-focused. You're not showing up thinking about how can I serve other people. So what you think is being selfless for your family and minimizing risk is actually just you being a little narcissistic. You're being self-focused because when you grow more and you allow yourself to learn, you have more to give to the world. And ultimately the sweet spot where the really good stuff in life happens is when we grow and then we contribute. The third fear that I hear from people a lot of times is fear of the result. We assume the worst. That's how we protect ourselves. We catastrophize our life. If you go back and listen to last week's episode with Bethany Watson, we sort of went through this exercise about what is the worst that could happen if she fails at her acting and producing gig. And we realized that the worst possible scenario wasn't that bad. She loses the money in her savings account, but she could move in back with her parents and rebuild and start over. She's a smart woman with a degree. She's got plenty of skills that would be useful across a variety of places. She'll be fine. But we fear the worst and we always assume the worst. And when you're focused on why your dream can't happen, you're forgetting one of the big spiritual truths, which is as Carolyn Mace says, the divine doesn't give you an appetite without the promise of a meal. You see, the entire reason that you feel drawn to do something greater with your life or that you feel called to make this transition in your career or to step up in love in a new way is because it's part of your path. It's what you're meant to do in this lifetime. I don't believe that I chose to be a coach. For me, I believe I was called to do this work. I recently started working with a client around the end of last year, like the very end of December, and her greatest dream for her life was to leave her job and start her own marketing and consulting business, and she was terrified to do it. Of course, everybody's always afraid to leave the security of corporate America. But she was like, Dan, I am so risk-averse. What if everything goes wrong? What if everything goes wrong? wrong? What if nothing works out? What if I lose my home? What is my husband going to think? And she was totally living at the level of the worst possible scenario. And what we realized by going through the same strategies I gave you earlier, questioning where these beliefs came from, what she realized is her whole life she had never been risk averse, but she grew up with a mother who was. So the whole belief system that she had that she couldn't take a risk was not her belief. She was recreating her mother's life. And if she did that, she was going to create some small results like her mom ultimately did. 
did. Changed everything. Within 12 weeks, she's on the verge of signing up her first $70,000 client to her new business she's starting. And once she signs up a second client, she will have more than replicated the current income that she had at the job that she hated. So those are the three fears that you have, but none of them are yours. They're things you've picked up. It's messaging and wiring that's gotten crossed along the way. And I ask you today, what has it cost you? What has been the cost of letting fear run your life up until now? What has it given you? Has it kept you safe? Is it kept you from failures? It kept you from rejection? Hey, that's great. You can totally live your life that way. But the ultimate question that you have got to ask yourself today, the number one question I want you to ask yourself when this podcast is over is, do I want to be safe or do I want to feel fulfilled? Because you can't do both. It's not possible to live a safe life without taking risks and grow. You can be safe, but you're going to be stuck. Every day is going to feel like Groundhog Day. You're going to get up. You're going to go through the same routine. And is that what you really want? I don't believe you're listening to a podcast like this if that's the outcome that you want for your life. What you want is fulfillment. And fulfillment happens through growth. It happens through making progress. And what's interesting is fulfillment doesn't always happen through perfection. The minute that you actually achieve the goal that you set out to do, you're just going to move the goalposts further back and look for a new goal to stimulate you. Which means the minute that you overcome your fear and you get the prize you finally seek, the journey starts all over again. Because you'll need new experiences. You crave variety. There's part of you right now that is dying for uncertainty but you're also terrified of that uncertainty. If life becomes too routine every day, if it becomes too predictable, there's no fun in that. There's no adventure. So are you going to answer the call today? Are you going to make a decision that scares the crap out of you? Are you going to stop listening to your monkey mind and all the conditioning that you picked up from people who didn't know better? Or are you going to step into your purpose today? Are you going to be a person who shows up and allows yourself to love in a bigger way? Are you going to love yourself enough to take care of your body and take care of your health? I don't know where it is you're feeling stuck right now listening in this moment, but there's one area where you're standing right there at the edge of that wooden platform and you're waiting to step onto the plexiglass. And my greatest wish for you is that you just say yes today. And if it's too scary to say yes, if you need somebody to walk with you on that path, find a coach or mentor who's achieved the results you want. Find somebody who can help you accelerate your progress and avoid the pitfalls along the way. If you think that I could be that person for you, I do have some very limited spots open right now in my VIP coaching program. All my January clients who signed up for three months, they're graduating, they're getting great results, and now it's time for me to step up and help somebody new. I would love for that to be you. And if I'm not the mentor for you, all good, no worries. Go find somebody who you do connect with, though. You can get more information on how you and I can work together, and you can actually apply for one of my coaching programs at creativesoulcoaching.net. Just click that gray bar at the top of my website, fill out a coaching app application and you and I can connect for a complimentary 30-minute call. I can answer all your questions and we'll talk more about how you close the gap between where you are and where you want to be. You can also find me on Instagram. I got more content up there at CSC Dan Mason. You can find me on Facebook or you can join our private Facebook group for listeners of the Life Amplified podcast. We've got over 300 people in there from all over the world. It's such an amazing, inspiring group and I pop in there almost on a daily basis to give you some inspiration that you can take with you on the go while you're staring at your cell phone. You can find us there, facebook.com slash groups slash life amplified. I hope this message inspires you today. I hope it serves you. I hope there's some little
little nugget that you're able to take away and it makes you think about your fear differently. And if so, I would love to hear what that is. Just screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, tag me in the post, and we'll continue the conversation. I would love to know what your breakthroughs are. Don't forget, you can give us a follow here on the iHeartRadio app if you're loving the podcast. And those ratings and reviews on Apple are so helpful, not for my own ego, but just because it helps with the placement and helps us get this message out there in front of more people. CreativeSoulCoaching.net for more info on how to work with me. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today. And until next time, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified.